Welcome back to another episode of Courtside Talk. We are on week 14 uh, power rankings. We got a picture of John Morant to headline with the Grizzlies climbing to number one. Um, we are definitely going to get into that. This is my name. My name is Anthony. This is my co-host Matt. Um, Matt, before we get started, a couple things really quick. The Warriors have lost five of their last seven games. One of those seven losses was against the Bucks, who went crazy on them. They bounced back against the Bulls, which is a welcome sight to see. Um, Milwaukee Bucks, who also lost five of their last seven up until tonight, because they went, oh no, they ended up losing again to Atlanta. So big yeah. power rankings this week. Um, we're going to start off with the Lakers at number 20, because normally we start off with the Raptors, but the Raptors are in the top 15. So, you know, we don't, you know what I'm saying? You know what I'm saying? Hey, let's go. Let's go. Yeah, let's go. So I'm going to scroll down all the way to number 20 for the Lakers. Matt, tell me what's going on with the Lakers. Yo, what's up, gang? Energy on 10. And guess what? The Los Angeles Lakers are at 20. I'm wearing my LeBron sweater and I'm upset. Like, they should not be at number 20. I understand AD's out. They got some injuries. They're hobbled. But there is a huge problem with this team. They're bought, they're not above 500. They're having one of the worst offensive ratings in this league. They barely play defense. What are they doing right? They're doing nothing right. Do you think they could actually climb out of this? I know you've been saying yes previous weeks, but I'm starting to think this team, like, they're not serious. I don't know, man. The, the, the one, I agree with you, but the one thing that I learned with LeBron James is that LeBron post-All-Star break getting ready for playoffs is a different animal. He's been snapping up until now, and, like, I think he's at the point, too, where, like, yo, the thing with LeBron is that we expect so much from him because he's been so good for so long. But, bro, he's 37. If he was, like, 32, like Miami LeBron, I'm like, bro, they're fine. You know what I'm saying? But, like, yeah. they, yo, they're going to need him for those games leading up to the playoffs. If they have to play the playing game, then they have to go into a series against the Warriors, Memphis, Phoenix. Like, he's going to have a lot of wear and tear this season on his body, right? And they're not good enough for them to kind of rest him on back-to-backs, which they should be doing. That's why they got Westbrook. That's why we have AD. That's why they have Malik Monk. That's why they have this guy. That's why they have that guy, right? Um the thing with the Lakers is that, like, yo, Russ has cut his turnovers down. Shout out to Russ. But you can see that his play style changed, and he's not as aggressive. He's not doing this. He's not playing the same that he normally does, right? So it's like he's trying to cut down the turnovers. Then he's 2 for 14, 2 for 12, not playing defense. I saw a stat the other day where, like, he allows, like, 65 or 70% of the shots with when he's guarding defenders. Like, defenders yeah. can score on him very easily, bro. And it's crazy because he's so athletic. You think he would be better defensively? I don't want to blame it all on Russ. There is a lot of gaps with the team as well. Um, I just think that it starts from if LeBron is here and he's leading and he's showing that he's leading with his numbers, if Russ is that guy, $44 million, you have to be held accountable. You have to be that number two guy and lead by example, man. Money talks. Talk that talk. It's true, though, That's bro. That's that truth. Money talks. Because it's not about LeBron. It's really about the supporting cast. 100%. Like, it's not, and bro, not LeBron. It's never, been, it's never been about LeBron ever so um man it's tough to see the lakers like this i i tell you this i'll tell you this again i feel bad for lebron and then i don't because i realize he picked that squad so i don't feel bad for the lakers i hope they turn it around for their sake but for me as a phoenix fan i don't care it's one less team to play in the west so i'm cool with it maybe after the all-star break they'll they'll really turn it up and i just know lebron after 10 days of rest like you see when he came back from the injury yeah. yeah, his energy, bro. He's like a demon. Demon time. That's what He's I'm different. Saying. So we are going to see, bro. They're playing Utah tonight, Indiana, Orlando, Miami this week. So they have a decent week. Um, they might go two and two. We'll see what happens. 
Um, we'll, we will scroll up to number 15 to the Boston Celtics. They also won their game tonight. Um, Jalen Brown has been playing very well. Him and Jason Tatum have combined to shoot 7 for 13 on clutch shots over the past two games. Robert Williams has also been playing very well. Like, it might not show up on a stat sheet, but if you watch a Celtics game, you can see, man. He He's... When, when guys attack the rim, he's kind of changing that that presence, right? So, yo, listen, bro. Boston is like the Portland of the East. They're just kind of hovering there. They're going to make the playoffs. I don't see them being more than a first-round team. Um, it's good to see Jalen Brown and Jason Tatum playing well, though. It's just going to be the rest of the guys. The Schroeders, the Marcus Smarts, those guys. Yeah, uh, I agree with you. And, uh, you know, one thing I want to point out about Boston is that they have – their defense down which is a really good sign for a team like boston but why are you struggling on offense when you have marcus smart jason tatum jalen brown schroeder hortford rob williams uh freedom off the bench like why do you have so much ammo and you have one of the worst offenses in the league Mm -hmm. that's not that's there's no excuse here they gotta figure it out they gotta close the gap and that's what separates this team from being a serious team Let's be real, like this team should be one of the top teams in the league. We should consider them a contender, but we don't because, you know, they don't play with any pace. Their offense is super stagnant, and that's why they're at number 15. So if they want to be considered with some of the top teams in the league, they got to fix their offense and make it match the defensive energy that they've been bringing. I think the thing is with the Celtics too is they play a lot of iso ball, one-on-one ball, but the guys that play iso ball are not creators, they're not playmakers. For iso Fuck. ball to work, you have to have guys that can play make. Like when Houston would iso every play down, James Harden and Chris Paul can pass the ball. So that's why it yeah. worked out for them because they could pass out, they can run out. Like you know what I mean? Yeah, their offense is. It's like selfish. yo, it's like yo, Jalen Brown score, shoulder score. And it's not Tatum just this score. season. No, it's, it's been always, like the last couple of seasons. Like, like it's just selfish. That's why they're not serious. And we, Raptors should have never lost to them, bro. We should have never lost to them in the bubble, bro. That was, we should have never ever lost them. But it is what it, it is. It is what it is. Exactly. Onto the onto the Denver Nuggets, man. Jokic is just every time I watch a Denver game, look at Yahoo Fantasy, look at the score. Jokic is just doing something like he's making me he's making me eat my words when I say Embiid is the best big in the NBA. I still think Embiid is, but number wise, Jokic has him because Jokic yeah. is just more versatile on the offensive end, like. He catches the ball with a double team. He's throwing no-look over-the-shoulder passes. He's standing at the three-point line, pretending he's going to shoot it. Bounce pass to a yeah. cutter. To guys I've never heard of, he's getting them to score. So, man. Yeah, facts. I really want um, Jamal Murray to come back because I really think people sleep on him and they forget how actually different Jamal Murray is. I hope he can come back fully healthy. Um, it's just outside of even if Jamal Murray and MPJ come back, I still don't think that the rest of their core is good enough for them to be like a serious team, right? Mm-hmm. It's it's just it's just amazing to watch Jokic, man. He's always on a highlight reel and he's fun to watch. So, yeah, I agree with you. And you know, I don't want to get into the MVP ladder, but this is why I like him at the top of the MVP ladder. Like he's making players like Jeff Green look good, Highland look good, like Compazzo, like. Like, this is what he's working with. A lot of people, like, don't consider that. And um, I I respect respect this team. I respect that they're two games above 500 Mm -hmm. with everything considered. Uh, I think Denver is actually a really good team. I think they're very threatening. And if they get Jamal Murray in time for playoffs and they make a playoff spot, I, I think that just even Jamal Murray is enough with Will Barden and everything they got going on. That's enough for them to be 
uh, at least a competitive team. I don't want to put a ceiling on them or say they're first round, second round, but uh, this team can be competitive because Jokic just keeps getting better. And uh, so they could sneak into the second round uh, if if uh, Jamal Murray or I don't think Michael Porter Jr. is coming back. But if one of them come back, uh, I think Jokic's talent with one of those stars is enough to get them to the second round uh, if they really play hard. So uh, shout out to the Nuggets. Yeah, man. I think depending who they play too, right? It's just that Jokic can win you like two games in the playoffs. It's just when adjustments are like against a Phoenix or a Golden State or even Memphis. Like they're not, you know what I'm saying? Seven games. If it's like a one game thing, yeah, Denver can beat anybody. But seven game, yeah, I don't know. It's going to be tough. I'm with you. I agree with you. Dude, Dwayne Casey has our number. I don't know, bro. Ever since he got fired as after winning coach of the year, every time we play the Pistons, everybody goes off. Sadiq Bey shooting from the logo. I don't know what the heck is going on. Um, yeah. But aside from the Pistons game, we're allowed to have those nights off. We did lose to Miami tonight, which was a little bit of a piss off. But Miami is very good. Um, probably one of the top teams in the East. So, but listen, man, the Raptors are three and zero against the Bucks, and one and six against the other teams in the East top six. And this actually really bothers me because, for whatever reason, they have an answer for Giannis. And I really wish Nick Nurse was coaching the Phoenix Suns in the finals last year because. <laughs> Every time Giannis does play against us, whether it's this year, last year, the year before, year before that, yeah. we always find a way to defend them. Um, I don't know if it's just Nick Nurse coaching or just the Raptors have enough bigs to throw at them. But honestly, man, the beauty of this season for the Raptors for me, Matt, is that I told you going into the season I had no expectations for them. I said that they weren't going to make the playoffs. So seeing them play well and making a playing game, dude, I'm happy. because It's encouraging. I don't want to have expectations for this team. We shouldn't have expectations to this team, right? So... The less expectations I have, I think the more fun I'm going to have watching the Raptors going forward. And Siakam, dude, I talk a lot of smack about Siakam and the spinning Beyblade. And he's that guy, bro. He's been, yo, he added some moves, bro. He's been playing nice. That clutch shot at the end of the game, two clutch shots, threes, yo, pull he, up threes too. Like, yo, they're disrespecting him. I, I, I hate the Siakam slander. I'm I've tired been slandering of him, though, bro. After the after we won, <laughs> I've been slandering him. I'll be the first to admit it. Yeah. Yeah, and you know what? Like, shout out Spicy P and like Fred Van Fleet's an all star. OG Anobi saucy with it. And, you know, Scotty Barnes, he had a dunk today that was so good that a fan lost his entire beer. I seen from, that. From, I seen from that. the way it went down. And, you know what? Even though they lost to Miami and that kind of upset me, Miami's I just, I love the progress. They're two games above 500. And at one point, we were so bad on this power rankings, we didn't even believe that we had playoff hopes, another tanking season. But, you know, the faith is restored. Uh, I trust Nick Nurse. I trust what's going on here. And I just love that, you know, finally, Chris Boucher is getting minutes. Dude, he needs you minutes. Know, been, we've been saying that. I'm tired of it. I'm tired of him being in the doghouse with Nick Nurse, and I get it. Like, I, we've mentioned it previous weeks, but this guy can hoop. You just got to use him the right way. Give him the run. Maybe he'll mess up here and there, but he is worth the investment. Yeah. Um, so I'm happy with uh, the Raptors. And you're right. Between Miami's loss and Detroit's loss, those are losses that, you know, they sh- it should stink. And I and I hope it sits with them. But, um, yeah, I, I think this is a team that – hold on. Do you think that this team will make the play-in tournament? Or do you think play-in. they can get high enough seed that – well, seven and eight is considered playing, so playing, bro. The East is. You know, they can get number six. That's fair. That's real, bro. We keep it buck here at course. Bro, talk. Cavs, Bucks, Heat, Philly, Brooklyn, yeah. Milwaukee. Cavs are a problem. Milwaukee, six right yeah, there. 
We didn't mention the Hornets, so speaking of them. Uh, yeah, one thing, one thing I want to add before we go on to the Hornets, Gary Trent has not played, and people sleep on how effective Gary Trent is for us, man. Back. We, we, what a good, what a good move by uh, Masai with Norman Powell. I think that was a good exchange. You know why too? Contract. Gary Trent plays defense. On top so of does Norman Powell, though, bro. Norman Powell plays defense too, bro. He does. I don't want to disrespect I'll never Powell. forget him. Powell. I'll never forget him guarding Paul George in that Indiana series in the first round. And I was at game five, and I remember watching him clamp Paul George and, like, fast-breaking in. Like, I remember that. So, shout-out to Norman, though, man. We miss him in Toronto for sure. Facts. Um, on to number 12, LaMelo Ball, bro. <laughs> the Charlotte Hornets and LaMelo Ball. No, LaMelo Ball, bro. I know Miles Bridges had a big game the other day, but, like, like LaMelo Ball is, like, the energy. You know what I'm saying? Like, if he's playing so if he's playing well and he's behind the back passes, he's doing, like, throwing, throwing like, you know, like, alley yeah. like, he just gets them energetic because he's always doing saucy stuff, and all you see is his blonde head, Kelly Oubre, jump up on the bench. He starts <laughs> going crazy. The announcers are hyped, like... Dude, yeah. Charlotte is so fun to watch because they're so good offensively, but they suck on defense, man. Like, I seriously yeah. think, like, if we hooped against them, a couple of us could get some buckets because they suck defensively, bro. Really? Like, bro, they're t- wow. bro, Matt, they're so bad, Matt. <laughs> Matt, they, I've seen guys that, like, yeah, don't even score a score against them. Inexcusable, yeah. It would make a coach go crazy. So, like, it would, someone like Nick Nurse or any defensive-minded coach. Pop? It would, it would, uh, Popovich? Popovich, he would yeah, bench like would every really single one of them. Years. He would bench them all. Yeah. yeah, facts. Um, yeah, I agree with you. And I think that, like, this team, something I really want to point out, and I think he gets underrated. Like, first of all, he's wavy on league fits, but like, Terry Rozier, like, oh my god, this guy, he's like all star level good. Scary like, Terry, we, we gotta put some respect on his name. He actually has all star caliber uh performances, Potential. and um. I, I just I love what they're doing. I think this is a team that you know they're only three games above five hundred. Do you think they're better than the Raptors, Charlotte Hornets? That's on paper they look better, but I feel like in a seven game series because of coaching and experience, I think the Raptors would beat them in a series. I agree with that actually. Bro, we have guys with a chip on our team. Freddie Siakam, Nick Nurse is all Nick Nurse is an amazing coach, man. Like. He's unreal coaching-wise, defensively, offensively. So I think the thing to note about the Hornets, I'll let you finish with them, um, but they're 10th defensively since Christmas. So That's actually good. So they've been better. Uh, they've been improving in that section or in that area at least. And, Are they uh, going to be able to hold it? That's the thing. You know, one thing I just – the only thing I want to mention that, that I really like about LaMelo Ball, on top of the energy that you mentioned, I really like his three-point game. The way he's able to shoot off the dribble is actually a very impressive thing that's underrated in his bag. Um, he, he's really doing everything for them, whether it's assists, rebounds, steals. Like He's all over the floor. So, Big time. Uh, shout out to the LaMelo Ball. Um, let me scroll up here, Matt. We're going to go to the Dallas Mavericks at number 11. And Luka Doncic is in his bag. He's coming back. He's looking normal. Yes, Porzingis hasn't been back really playing. Um, they beat Memphis, and when they played Memphis, you saw that like when Luka Doncic is at his best, there's no answer for him. You can throw whoever you want defensively, but there is no answer for Luka because 
when he starts getting going in the pick and roll and he's and he's making his mid-range and he's facilitating he's he's a really really good like pg small forward whatever you want to call him i know they list him at pg um dude dallas is one of those teams where like they could be so good but then they can also be so bad out of nowhere right they have guys like Jalen brunson that can light it up tim hardaway jr has been kind of disappointing um porzingis has been really good for them when he's when he's healthy but porzingis has always been injured man like he's one of those guys that's just always though he just got protocols no i think so but it's always something with him he's like anthony davis bro it's like always something bro so true and they're both so talented it sucks bro i'll never forget when the knicks drafted them and the guy's like who the who the fuck yeah (laughs) yeah that That guy was super wrong because porzingis is wavy and i love what luka Doncic is doing and i will not stop shedding light on jalen brunson Mm -hmm. that guy is so good i think every gm in the league wants him everyone wants to sign that guy he is so good um his progression is unreal if you're playing fantasy he's putting up top 50 numbers uh and i just i love what he brings to this team you know tim hardaway jr fell back a little bit because brunson's been shining and rightfully so i love finney smith i love what they're doing now uh, I have a pressing question I want to ask you. Mm. Do you think this is the year that Dallas will get to the second round? Well, it depends on their seeding. If they're if they're bottom four, no. Well, I could see them beating Memphis in the Memphis seven game series if they're fully healthy. I don't see why not. I don't see them beating Golden State. I don't see them beating the Suns. And I know this sounds fucking crazy. Excuse my language, but I don't even know like. No, actually, bro, never mind. They could definitely beat Utah in a seven-game series. So it. <laughs> I was just thinking that. Yeah. I was just thinking that. Can they beat Utah? They can. Um, it's just, yo, it's going to be interesting for them. Um, they play Phoenix again this week, and they play Memphis again. So two big matchups for them, and I think we'll have a better sight, right? But I don't know, man. Seven-game series, it's like it's so many things change. But, dude, Luka's a problem in the playoffs, and we've seen that. So... They can beat anybody, but seven-game series, I don't think their seventh, eight-man rotation is better than a Golden State or a Phoenix. Technically, even Utah on paper has a better seven-man, right? Um, yeah. So we'll see. It all depends on their seeding and how healthy they can be. So what do you That's think about that? Um, To be honest with you, I don't think this is the year. Um, I would love for them to prove me wrong because I actually would love to see them in the second round. But like you said, like I, even like a team like the Lakers, like – if I see them play the Lakers, like it, it might be tough. Like, so I, I want to see more, but I think that they got robbed facing, or they just got unlucky facing the Clippers, uh, two times. And I think if we change the matchup, they they have potential to advance this. I'm not I'm not ruling it out. I, I believe in this team, dude. And when they play the Clippers, the two guys guarding Luca are Paul George and Kawhi, two of the best yeah. perimeter defenders in the NBA, and he was still yeah. torching them, both of them, like yeah. So that's the it's thing. True. If you get a team that doesn't have good wing defenders in the playoffs, bye-bye. Like, Luca, Luca will score Facts. 45 every night. Dude, speaking of the Utah. Ooh, this is a big drop. Number 10. But bro, I've been telling you it's not sustainable, man. I don't care who's in for them, who's out. They lose to teams that they should not lose. They're playing the Lakers right now, and honestly, bro, I have to see the score. I know we're doing this live right now, but I have to see the score. Lakers are up by 7 against Jazz in the second quarter. Okay. So... It's just that, um, you know, when you see Gobert saying stuff like, oh, 
the Phoenix Suns and Booker's defense, bro. If he if your MVP, the guy who's in the MVP race is saying that, they know they're not serious, bro. If your leader, like bro, Chris Paul, Devin Booker, Stephen Curry, Klay Thompson, Draymond Green, LeBron James, no matter what position they're in, they will never say that. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, he talks a lot. Like, and he's like, you know, he's saying like, oh, you know, he's praising Booker being better defensively and da da da. They know they're not serious. They're not beating the top teams in a seven game series. So they're not beating the they're not beating Memphis, not beating Dallas. The Lakers will beat them in a seven game series because LeBron will go absolutely insane. Um, yeah. Right. So listen, they're twenty nine and fourteen, which is still a very solid record. So we have to give them that. They still have the league's best offense, which is insane. Because they're very good regular season, but you see that when they play a team like twice in a week or twice in two weeks, adjust. If you make adjustments against Utah, you're going to beat them in seven games. So, yeah. But if it's a one game like football, Utah can beat anybody because Bogdanovich can get hot. Donovan Mitchell can drop forty. Mike Connolly is still a very solid player. So they listen, man. They have the ammo. They're just missing something for sure. They need a wing. Yeah. I'll be honest with you. I have nothing but slander this week for the Utah Jazz. Like, oh, damn time, bro. You've been defending uh, them. <laughs> Rudy Gobert reminds me of, like, a crazy ex-girlfriend. Uh, he just, like, the way he yaps his mouth. <laughs> I, I'm good on that. But, yo, honestly, like, one thing I'm also disappointed in is I love him for his swag and he's crazy. But Jordan Clarkson is just disappointing me this year. He's straight up disappointing me. He reminds me of his Lakers days this year where he's just trying to shoot out of slumps, like try mm-hmm. to like prove something. Like you like I felt like he found his identity last year and then he Cut just lost head. it. And he's like he's he's trying to find it again on the same team that did barely any movements. So I'm confused. Uh I don't know what's going on in this team. This is the number one offense in this league, and they are at number ten, which shows you their lack of seriousness. I love their coach. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. Their coach. Yeah, hell yeah. But he's, he he's he's such a good coach. But it's not even about him. It's just there's just there's just something going on in Utah. I don't know if there's a curse. Like I don't really know. But this team's not serious. I'm not with it. Shout out to the Bulls, man. The fact that they beat him, I love it. In the finals, I'll never long time ago. <laughs> shout, yo, shout out to Michael Jordan. Go. Um, yo, big yo, big thing for the um, Utah is that. Let's say they beat the Lakers tonight, Matt. Let's say they beat Houston. Let's say they beat Detroit. They go 3-0. and You know who they play the next two games? The Golden State Warriors and then the Phoenix Suns. Good. So we're going to see how serious they are next week. That's how serious we're going to see. Hey, listen. If they go and beat Phoenix, I'll shut my mouth. But until they do it, we're going to see what's going to happen. And I really don't think I'm going to eat my words. I don't think so either. To be no. Real. I really think Golden State's going to slap them too. Steph loves torching Utah bro any good point guard is going to torch Utah so um, enough on Utah we got better teams to talk about on to number <laughs> on, on to number 9 the Cleveland Cavaliers man they've dropped a little bit but then they came back up which is good man I really wish that like Colin Sexton and um, Rubio were there but at the same time I don't because Garland had 18 assists what oh man Man, bro, he, he's different. Is he gonna make the All Star game? He has a case, but you have guys like Fred DeRozan. It's tough, he might right? Be a snub. He might Jimmy be a Butler. Snub. He might be like an honorable mention if a guy gets injured or something. Um, 
But yo, listen, the Cavs play good basketball. Evan Mobley is low-key, low-key. Like, I actually, like, obviously I love Scotty Barnes because he's on the Raptors, but Evan Mobley's the other rookie that I've been, like, watching. And, bro, I, bro I picked him in one of my leagues, and everybody was like, what the hell? I'm like, yeah, I'll, no problem, bro, because I knew him coming in. I see yeah. his draft stock, like, how he's athletic. He plays defense. Him and Jared Allen, they're a crazy duo. So I love watching the Cavs play. Um, they're a tough matchup any night for any team, bro. They play Brooklyn, Chicago, and OKC. So tough, pretty good week for them too. Um, a lot of good matchups, man. When there's no good games on and I see the Cavs play, I'm like, yeah, I'll watch the Cavs. I'm cool with that. So, yeah, it's like that these days. It it's is. like that, and I'm here for it. This is one of my favorite teams in the league. I'm always vouching for small market teams. And I cannot deny, like, look at all the obstacles they face. Exland was broken, right? Uh, Rubio goes down. Okoro is it's not playing well. Mm-hmm. I'll be real with you, right? He's not playing well. Look at how they're doing with, like, with some of their top pieces playing well. Like, this team is so poised. They play really good defense. They're third in the league, right? And, you know, they don't have the best offense, but they're... Can you believe the Cavs? If I told you in 2022, before the season, that the Cavs would be eight games above 500, like what would you tell me? I don't know about eight games above. If you told me they were 500, I'd say yeah, because they have the raw. Like if you look at them on paper, they're nice. Eight games above yeah. 500? No, to be honest with you. Probably yeah, not. Like, this is a shock. I love it. I'm here for the small market teams. And to be honest with you, I see this going up. I see them. This is a serious team. Yeah, man, I think so too. Honestly, I love how Garland's getting the minutes and playing well. Um, yeah. It's it's dope, man. So I lo- I love to see Cleveland playing well. It's it's a really good sight to see. Um, yeah. Chicago Bulls free fall this week, man. They went from eight to f- oh sorry, they went from four to eight. They also lost tonight. Who did they play tonight? Did they play Memphis? They played Memphis tonight, Matt. They ended up yeah. losing to Memphis. So they're 27 and 15, but that just shows you how good that they've been up to this point. Zach Levine is also out, and like people don't realize that Zach Levine is a serious problem, not only because of his individual scoring. Um, they also don't have Caruso, but Zach Levine takes a lot of attention off DeMar on the offensive end because you have to guard Zach. You can't leave him open on the three. You can't let him cut to the rim. You can't let him ISO. So DeRozan has more room to operate, right? And you can see that when um zach is there you can see that DeRozan needs that second punch right lonzo's been playing well man shout out to lonzo um they need caruso kobe kobe white's been playing better i'm not really thinking too much of this drop from them going to eight matt i think it's just a little bit of a slump because um of the zach levine thing i think the bulls will be fine man they're still 27 and 15 which is a very good record coming into the season Chris Broussard and all these other analysts said DeRozan was the worst, the worst off-season signing. So, it's listen, man. The Bulls, the Bulls look good. If they can add someone in the off-season, they're going to be very scary next year too. So, yeah, I'm with you on this, and uh, you know, I agree with you. And one thing I really want to mention is that DeRozan might be playing the best, but the truth is, Zach Levine is the franchise player. He's the glue to this team. They need him. So when you don't have him, you're going to lose some games. That's just the reality of it. He's so important to this team that, like, his leadership, when he's not there, like, you feel it. You really feel it, right? 
Um, I feel like between, like, and I don't want to disrespect either of these players, but if Lonzo Ball or Vucevic is out, it's not the same impact as no, if exactly. DeRozan or Levine is out. Like, it, there's a leadership role that's being taken by both of them, and I see, I see how the withdrawal can have impact uh, based on the injury. Um, but yeah, you know, they rank sixth in opponent field goal percentage in the restricted area. They're, they're, they're doing a lot of good things. Again, you said Crusoe is not there, and like Crusoe is a him. huge defensive anchor for them, a really big energizer bunny. So I think they're weathering the storm very good. Like you said, 13 games above 500. Like uh, it is what it is. They might drop a little bit if uh, Levine uh, stays out, but you know, that's, some, that's something that they have to. Uh, as the management, they have to have some risk uh, analysis, risk management to see like how how far they're willing to drop and when are they going to put him back in. It's it's a lot. Remember earlier in the season, he he had a problem with his finger. I remember. We thought he was going to be out long term, and he decided to play through it. So, you know, there's a lot of uh, there's a lot of assessments they got to do as a franchise when it comes to Levine because this might be their year and uh, they might have to take some calculated risks. For sure, I think so too. Um, Brooklyn Nets at number seven, man. Listen, I don't want to play them in the playoffs. I don't want them to win a chip. But I just, it sucks because they get Kyrie back. KD's out four to six weeks. It's like, dude, when the hell are these three going to play together? The only, dude, the thing is, is that he's been logging a lot of minutes, man. Like, we've been saying it. We've been top two in the league in minutes, right? So, like. Them getting Kyrie back couldn't have come at a better time because their next 11 or 14 games are on the road. So they can use Kyrie here and they won't pay the fine. But honestly, bro, like whether it's got to come out of Kyrie's pocket or the Nets' pocket, pay the damn fine. Pay the yeah. fine, bro. Let Kyrie play. They're going to need him. The Listen, the silver lining is that KD can rest. He can kind of still try to work you know, on his conditioning a little bit. But it's going to be tough with the sprain MCL. They'll get him back after All-Star break, and then they can just hit the ground running. So, Because you know KD, whenever KD comes back, he's he's ready when he comes back. So, um, Matt, 17 of their 22 games prior to the All-Star game on the road. It's going to be a big test for them. Hard, dude, Harden's been Harden's been getting 15 assists, 14 assists. Like, he's been playing out of his mind. He's different. So, he's clicking at the right time, and I think KD being off the floor allows him to get his groove back. Listen, bro, yeah. Harden's, Harden was used to playing with bums in Houston for a while. So he was used to scoring like 40, 50 every night. You know what I mean? Obviously, until Chris Paul got there. I'm saying before that. Um, so no, honestly, man, I think the Bull, I think the Nets are going to be, they're going to be okay, but they're going to miss KD, man. And it bothers me because I want to see KD win MVP this year. So Yeah, I like the point you made about James Harden. James Harden is definitely pushing P these days. Um, now, Shout out to Gunna. <laughs> Yeah, he had the number one album. Shout out to Gunna Diaz forever. Now, you know what? I really like the point you made about Kevin Durant being out. Like, this this is so frustrating. And, like, you know, respectfully, among the top teams in the league, this is the shit show of the league. Among the top teams. Because it's just a shit show. It is what it is. Claxton's out. LaMarcus Aldridge just came back in. People in and out of the lineup. They send Cam Thomas to the D-League, and that guy is so good. He comes back in the lineup. He six has some points. twenty point games. And then a like six this point Patty game. Mills gets some games. He doesn't. Joe Harris is still out. This is a shit show. But they have so many good players that they're weathering the storm very well. So I, you know what? I wanted to ask you, is this team gonna free fall with KDO or do you think they're gonna keep yeah, they're gonna keep it? 
They're good. They're, I think they're going to be okay. They'll be top 10. Bro, they have Kyrie and Harden. And if they don't, that just shows you how important KD is to them, right? I see, Did you see the thing that Harden liked on Twitter? About that tweet about Harden rumors about being no. traded? Bro. So Legion Hoops tweeted something um, saying that Philly's interested in Harden in a trade. And Harden liked the tweet. Maybe it was by accident. Maybe it wasn't by accident. Maybe he's just trying to start shit. But I find it weird because him and Daryl Morey have that relationship, but they don't. You know what I mean? I mean, hey, a Ben yeah, Simmons, kind of actually, buddy, a Ben Simmons and Tobias Harris for James Harden would be insane. That would shake up the East. Yeah, so. I, he's actually a really good fit on Philly, and I don't want to think about it because it, it sounds really good when I can you imagine, bro? Can you imagine a James Harden and Embiid pick and roll? What the literally f- that's all Embiid is needs because if, if you think about it James Harden is literally just a better Ben Simmons minus the defense oh enough yeah 100% 100% yeah. because he can shoot the three and you you can't go under the screen you cannot go under a James exactly. Harden screen it's you, like you, a match made in heaven and I think they could take the defensive hit he's already not playing and they're doing decent so more to come on that bro but I don't do you think you think Harden will leave I'll be honest with you. I'll be real. He's going to stop pushing P if uh, <laughs> if he leaves. Because, like, yo, it's just, like, I don't know, like, how, like, what better situation do you want? Like, it, It's not, it's not that good. It's not that good in Brooklyn, though. And I think Harden got so used to being the man in Houston. And maybe that KD is, like, overshadowing him. Maybe it bothers him. Like, maybe it bothers his pride, bro. It's like Westbrook. It might just hurt their pride. And that's why they become bad in the playoffs. They might just be a pride thing. Listen, man. It, but if you're right, I'll be disappointed. Dude. The last time Klay Thompson played a game before he came back, Chris Paul and James Harden were on the same team. KD was on the Warriors. Kawhi was on the Raptors. Anything can happen, bro. That's true. The, if we've seen That's anything true. with the NBA in the last five years, bro, anything can happen. Facts. So, on to the Milwaukee Bucks, man. Dude, at times, they look like they're going to repeat. They're going back to the finals. They look really scary. And then I watched the Hawks game. Clint Capella's not there and they lose and Giannis only has 27 I know I'm saying he only has 27 but like bro when there's no big man in the paint like even if there is Giannis feasts right so to see them it could have just been an off game Trey Young played really well John Collins was playing good Uh, Chris Middleton was that's the first game that Chris Middleton has played this year I was like shit that's finals Chris Middleton like that's like playoff. Yeah. That's like playoff. Chris Middleton. So yes, if he can be back for them and play well, I mean they also don't have Drew. Right, Drew didn't play tonight. I don't think he did. Right, Matt. I don't um, think so. Off the top of my head, soreness. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So he he missed the last five games, um, uh, six games now. But dude, the Bucks look really scary, and then they don't when they lose games to the Hawks because the Hawks are like not even in the top fifteen, Matt. When was the last time we talked about the Hawks? And they have one of the a best, and they have one of the top five offensive point guards in the league, who's been scoring thirty consistently, and nobody says shit about Trey Young. So yeah, um, listen, man, the Bucks do look good though. Giannis is an animal; he's the most dominant player in the league. Um, but when I see him tonight, and he doesn't dominate and score forty on a Hawks with no Capella, I question it. But it's one game, so I'm gonna cut them some slack. They play Memphis, Chicago, and Sacramento this week, so some good games for them. Um, and we'll see. Yeah, uh, I really like the point you made about Clint Capella not playing. Uh, they have a young player on Atlanta. I, I might butcher his name, Okongu. Bro, he played amazing uh, tonight. Yo, he was having his way. 
he was really in Giannis's dome defensively. Like he was blocking him multiple times. I've seen it, and like you know that that just can't happen, right? I know they're missing some guys, and I'm gonna cut them some slack because they deserve it, based on how they've been playing. But you know the reality is, is that Milwaukee is at number six, and they have a worse record than Brooklyn, Chicago, oh. and Cleveland. Well, I mean, yeah, technically with that loss, right? So it's like, you know, as much as I want to give them credit, like I also want to keep them in check. Now, Chris Middleton's footwork is so underrated. His mechanics are elite. I think sometimes he makes the All-Star game and then the casual fan will be like, why is this guy who looks like Black the Artist making this team? But the truth is, is that this guy is different. He's cut from a different cloth. He deserves to be an all-star because when he's playing... Not this season, though. Well, the beginning not of the season. season. Yeah. Not this season, but in general. Just his all-star caliber play in general, he deserves it because, you know, like, this team would never win a championship without Middleton. Like, 100%. he was such... He was such a key uh, piece for them and, like, the second best player on this team, truly, uh, when he plays. So, shout out to the Bucks. Number five, the Miami Heat, man. I told you these guys are going to click, bro. I've been telling you. I told you this is my team in the East. They just got Bam out of bio back. Jimmy Butler's a problem. Larry didn't even play tonight. Tyler Hero is out here dunking. Bro, these, I promise you Miami is the team in the East, bro. I really think they are going to go to the finals, conference finals. They can beat anybody because if you look at Miami, they match up at every position. You have a really good, You have a really good small forward? We could put PJ Tucker at the garden. We could put Jimmy Butler at the yeah. garden. Really good shooting guard point guard. We got Lowry. Lowry's a pit bull defensively, bro. Even Tyler Hero, he's not the greatest defender, but he's like he's got the energy. He'll chase around screens. You know what I'm saying? And they're and, locked in together too. Like they, it's not just individually too. They're together. And they can, bro. They can shoot the basketball. Rich. And they can shoot the damn basketball. Duncan Robinson is like six foot ten. They don't even list him at six ten. He's literally six nine, and he can shoot over anybody. So. Miami looks really good, man. Um, it's just going to be... It's going to be a matter of health and click. I think post-All-Star break, this is the team to worry about because they're going to be the most healthy. Hopefully, Bam can stay healthy. I really hope they, Jimmy can stay healthy. Um, Miami's a problem in the East, and they beat the Raptors tonight, so I'm a little bit salty, but they're also my my team So in the East. like Outside of the Raptors, I root for them a lot. And um, Dude, Spolster's yeah. a great... They have a great, bro, Pat Riley. They just got a great organization. Spolster's a great coach. Like, you know what I'm saying? They just have a great a great surrounding, and I, I really like their culture. Yeah. You know, if you've been watching Courtside Talk, you've been hearing me kind of give some slander and not believing in Miami, but they're making me eat my words. And you know what? For the first time, I actually agree with you. I actually believe in the East, respectfully, this is probably the team that's going to go to the finals. Like, realistically, like, just based on talent. Seven-game series, um, coaching, like. Yeah. And they have, like, when we talk about strength in numbers, you mentioned a lot of good players. And then you hear a story like Omer Yurtsevin, who was an undrafted rookie, didn't play the first 22 games, averaging 14 and 14 in that's the last your 10 center games. Now. Like, this is strength in numbers. They play defense together, not just individually. They're good individually. Butler's good. Good. Adebayo's good. Um, uh, Larry's good. Tyler Hero's picking up his defense. But it's like the way they switch. P.J. Tucker, like 
this is a defensive-minded team, and defense goes a long way uh, in the playoffs. So, you know, they have such a good balance at number five offensively and number eight defensively. So I don't see why this team won't make the finals. And to be honest, if you look at the Bucks, the Nets, and Miami, like those are the three teams I think are the most serious final contenders. When we, take, when we talk about the deepest team, I think Miami is the deepest team yeah, out of man. all three. And, you know, the game they lost to Philly that they couldn't stop Embiid. He had 25 in the second half. They ended up losing that game to Philly because Embiid was a problem, but they didn't have Bam, right? So if you have Bam, not that not that Bam stops Embiid, but he kind of neutralizes that, right? He makes him work on sure. a defensive end as well. So shout out to the Heat, man. On to Joel Embiid and the Philadelphia 76ers at number four, bro. Oof. Bro, Philly's nice. Embiid is the best center in the NBA. I know Jokic is putting up the numbers better than Embiid. Embiid had 32 and 8 today. Um, who did they who did they play? I think they lost today though. They lost yeah, they lost to the Wizards. They should not have lost that game, bro. I don't know. Tobias Harris did not you sent me a screenshot. Tobias Harris yeah. did bro, Tobias did not play well. Um Tobias is like moving like Chris Middleton was like three weeks ago. It's like, bro, we know what you're <laughs> capable of. But you, no, he is. Bro, we know what you're capable of. You're just not doing it. Um, but, yo, it's good to see them at number four. They're 25 and 18 now because they lost. So, you get what I'm saying? Uh, Miami has a better record. The Nets have a better record. The Bulls technically have a better record. Um, but, listen, shout out to Philly. Joel Embiid is a problem. I want to take them serious. I do take them serious. They need to trade Ben Simmons. They need to get another piece. And depending who they get, they could be the most dangerous team in the East. As of right now, I don't see them going to the finals only because I think they're lacking that like solid, solid, solid second option. One night it's Maxi, One night it's Curry. One night it's Tobias. They need a solid second guy behind Embiid, man. And Tobias can be that guy. He's just not right now. So um, we'll see. Yeah. I agree with you. And, you know, it actually shocks me to see them at number four because... Can you believe without Ben Simmons and Tobias Harris not playing all-star level or even close to that, this is not one of his best seasons in Philly even in general? They're at number four. Like, Embiid's MVP campaign cannot be ignored anymore. I'm tired of it. Like, this guy is incredible. You know, Seth Curry's incredible. Maxi, their supporting cast, they're they're well-coached. They play together. Bottom line, they play together. Um, they've had so many obstacles and they're at number four in the power rankings, you know, this, this deep in we're at week 14 and I Whether just, that's right. Like I'm Matt, don't you put, I put Miami ahead of them to be like, you get what I'm saying, but Philly yeah, beat them. So like they earn it sure. at the same time for right? sure. Realistically. Right. But just Bucks out do. of respect to their situation mm-hmm. for them to be at number four, it's very admirable. And I have nothing to, for, but good things to say about Philly. Yeah, man. On to number three, the Warriors, man. Dude, Steph Curry, Klay Thompson, Iggy, da-da-da, Jordan Poole, da-da-da, Draymond Green. That's the guy that, that's the glue, bro. You see when they played the Bucks, I know he's not stopping Giannis. He's not stopping Chris Middleton. He's not stopping anybody that can, like, you know what I'm saying? But he's going to be, he's in their ear talking smack. He's a problem. He does all the grit. He saves the loose balls, like the 50-50 balls. Like, he is... He's been out the last six games, so I'm not really mad at the Warriors slumping. But at the same time, other teams have missed their big men, like the Miami Heat. The Phoenix Suns have missed DeAndre Aiden for 10 games this year. So it's like, we need to see the other guys step up. Right? I agree. Draymond goes out. Steph, we need 40. 
Steph, we yeah. need 40. Tonight, you get what I'm saying? Jordan Poole, we need yeah. 30. Wiggins, we need 30. So I want to cut them slack, but I don't because they're such a deep team. They're very well coached. They technically have the best backcourt in the NBA when fully healthy between the Splash Brothers. So I want to cut them slack because I know Draymond's the Energizer Bunny on defense. Even on the fast break, he's the guy that gets everything going, setting the illegal screens for Curry all these years um, that they don't call. But it is what it is, man. They need Draymond, um, and I think they are... I think they're going to be okay, but they need to learn how to play without him for their sake. Because even those Draymond minutes when he's on the bench, they need him. Like, he can't be playing... Draymond's not a spring chicken anymore either. He can't be playing 40 minutes a night, right? Playoffs, fine. But they are really going to need Draymond. That's my take on the Warriors. Yeah, I agree with you. And, you know, everyone knows him. Everyone knows Draymond to be Defensive Player of the Year. But outside of being Defensive Player of the Year, and, you know, he just does a lot of things that go off the stat sheet. You know, his energy. You know, that, like, a lot of people might see him as, you know, even me, he pisses me off, right? Like, you got the Patrick Beverly vibe to him. All the time. All the time. At the end of the day, like this is the type of energy that you know, like he like he protects his team and he, he he encourages his team and he does stuff off the stat sheet like that that actually energizes its team, right? So uh, his presence is actually the clear gap uh, in this week's uh, power rankings, and you know we learned something new. It's nice to have Steph Curry, uh, even though he's not playing that well. It's nice to have Clay Thompson back. But this team does not function as well without Draymond Green. That's the glue. You're right about that. And Jordan Poole has been playing well within his role. Wiggins has been, you know, adjusting. But at the end of the day, Draymond Green needs to be there. And without Draymond Green, they won't even get past the first round, in my opinion. One thing I want to say, man, and, you know, everybody wants to talk about Stephen Curry when he's playing well. Nobody wants to talk about him when he's playing bad. It's just like, bro, Steph plays bad? It's just like everybody forgets. Oh no, it never happened. It never it's happened. So it never happened. True. It never happened. Never happened. Never happened. Oh my god! Bro, Keep it never a thousand here at Coruscant talk. Bro. That's the truth. LeBron plays bad. KD Westbrook, plays bad. Chris so Paul, much slander. Devin Booker. Anybody. Giannis. Anybody. Steph Curry gets like the least slander in the entire NBA, which is cool because he's like the fit. fine. I get it, but I'm just saying, 34 percent over the last two weeks when Draymond is out. Now, all of a sudden, he's got a hand injury at the right timing, right? I was joking around, like, I was playing Warzone with a couple of my buddies. I, said, I literally said to Tony earlier, I'm like, yo, and Tyler was in the party. I'm like, yo, so all of a sudden, Steph Curry has a hand injury because he's been shooting 34% over the past two weeks. Okay, very, very, you know, interesting time for him to get a hand injury. So, listen, whether he's injured or not, it is what it is. I just think that people need to hold him more accountable when he plays bad because... When he plays bad, nobody talks about it. So, yeah, and I'm glad I'm glad you agree because you used to wear that Golden State jacket all the time. So, <laughs> I was about to go crazy if you didn't agree with me. Oh yeah. All right, man. You almost reminded me. Honestly, on to number two, the team that should be number one, um, the best team in the NBA right now. It's my squad. Um, so listen, Matt. We watched the Spurs game tonight. We were kind of texting during the game tonight. Listen, bro. When they when they decide to just say okay whatever let's just lock in and and play they lock in and play Matt when they get in the fourth quarter Chris Paul starts doing shit coming up with steals he had two blocks tonight two steals 15 points 12 assists Devin Booker had 48 48 listen 
The Spurs are not the best team in the NBA. They're a very well-coached team with Popovich. DeJounte Murray is a problem. They have guys that can get buckets. So not that they're supposed to lose to the Spurs, but, like, the Spurs put up a good fight tonight, and Phoenix just kind of was like, yeah. Like, you know when there's a fly around your face? and still buzzing and it won't go away. They kind of just, like, smacked them out of the way, and that was it. So to see Booker score 30 or more in his last three games, um, he's heating up, and, bro, he's a... When he gets going offensively, he's honestly a problem, and... He did not hit as many threes as he did. Like He's hitting way more threes this year than he did last year. And I think that was a problem for them in the playoffs because it shrunk the floor. When they beat yeah. the Lakers, he was hitting six threes a game. You get what I'm saying? The Bucks, yeah. he wasn't hitting his threes that series. And it kind of really shrunk the floor because he had to take a lot of tough contested mid-ranges with like guys going after him. So, yo, they're 34-9, and nine, best record in the NBA. DeAndre Aiden is injured. He tweaked his ankle. Um... So that's the thing, bro. Like, we missed Booker for seven to eight games. Chris Paul's been Iron Man, knock on wood, hasn't missed a game. Um, DeAndre Aiden's probably missed 10 to 12 games this season, and nobody talks about it. Nobody talks about us missing players. None. You get what I'm saying? But when they're yeah. playing, when they're together, they're a different team, man. They signed Bismack for the rest of the year. They have a lot of good bigs, and Cam Johnson is back as well. People don't realize that Cam Johnson is, like, the best three-point shooter on our team. He was out for a couple games. We still won. So to have to have them healthy and to watch them play, man, it's good. And honestly, after watching them, I watch every game. But, Matt, after today, I'm itching for Phoenix basketball, like playoffs. Like I need to see it. And honestly, bro, they're going to the finals. I don't care. They're going to the finals. That's that energy. I love it. Going to the Talk finals. your shit, boy. That's one your more team. Thing. Yo, one more thing. Um, they're second in defensive rating and sixth in offensive rating. So second best team defensively. Um, and they got stoppers on that team. so Very respectable. And you know what? Something I want to point out about the Spurs game, like do not forget DeAndre Aiden was out. Didn't play. Okay. He didn't play and he's been in and out of the lineup. And look at this team. They're 33-9. and 34-9. Jay Crowder is a problem. All right. Mikel Bridges is a problem. Campaign is a problem. Any rotation they put on, they got guys. Yo, what's that sophomore player's name? I think it's Smith. Jalen yeah, Smith. Sticks. Sticks is the man. Jalen Smith is the man. He is good. But he's he been is nice. Good. He was good last season. I'm pissed they didn't use him in the playoffs, but he was nice last season. Bro, Kaminsky and Sarge aren't even in the lineup. Are I was you... just gonna say that. Bro, I was just gonna say that. What like if if Phoenix decides to go big, right? Yeah, you no. put DeAndre at the five, Kaminsky or Sarge at the four. What are you gonna do, bro? What are you gonna do? Nothing. So. Nothing. You know what? I love I love when Chris Paul gets in his spots. When Chris Paul gets in his spots. They're unstoppable. It, he's dangerous. And like you know, you we were like you spoke about Booker and how he went off tonight and you know I he's tired of the Kobe comparisons. And I don't blame him. It's tiring when you're a young player and you're trying to chase greatness and people try to compare you to players that you don't even feel like you want to be compared to or whatever the case may Kobe, be. Bro. He's not Just let him be. He's a great player. He's figuring it out. He's For the first time in his career, after thugging it out, he actually has leadership. He's learning from Chris Paul. Let him go through his process. Let him... Let him be the best player he can be. Um, he's not Kobe Bryant. He's Devin Booker. He goes through his own like he goes through his own story. It's his own story. Let him be. So I'm very encouraged by what Phoenix is doing. 
But I'll be honest with you, I disagree with you about them being a number one team in the league right now. You think Memphis is the best team in the NBA? Memphis is the best. Buddy, Suns in five if we played Memphis in the playoffs. <laughs> in None. the playoffs. You know, for the regular season, give Memphis their flowers. That's fine. But, bro, we're, listen, we're 34 and nine, okay? Memphis is 30 and 15. You know, I take that back. You know, I, Phoenix is the best team. No, but, but no, no, it's we'll fine. Leave it for Memphis this week. Listen, bro, Memphis deserves it. No, Memphis is the hottest team, so they deserve to be number one. Joe, bro, John, yeah. listen, we're gonna get to them um, right now. And the thing is, is that I want to see the matchups because I know they play somebody good. Oh, they don't play anybody good. Dallas is a good matchup. Luca's back, so we'll see. Um, so other than that, man, Suns look really good. I'm happy with where they're at and. They might win, bro, close to 60 games. So we're going to see. Um, it's looking good. Grizzlies at number one. Listen, I'm not mad at it. I think Phoenix is better. But Grizzlies are the hottest team in the NBA. Dude, John Morant is an absolute problem. But outside of John Morant, when they beat the Warriors the other night, Tyus Jones hit four threes, bro. He was hitting pull Like, you know what I'm saying? Jaron Jackson Jr. has 25 blocks in the last six games. They are playing together. Steven Adams is picking people up and moving them out of the way. Like picking up full grown NBA players like they're kids and moving them. So, dude, Memphis is very hot right now. They look very good. Um, and honestly, they're top 10 in defensive and offensive rating. John Morant going to the paint is like the most, it doesn't even make sense. He's up in the air. Yo, he's up in the air, bro. And there's two people guarding him and he doesn't dare grow shit. It doesn't even make sense, man. So watching him, watching him makes me see there like see Derrick Rose again, and it's crazy to see. Um, obviously, he's his own player. I think the thing for the Grizzlies is that outside of John Morant, Desmond Bain, and the other guys, it's like they're thin in terms of consistency. They're very deep because Kyle Anderson steps up one night, Tyus Jones steps up one night, Dylan Brooks when he's there, or Desmond Bain. But in the playoffs, Matt, are these guys going to be consistent for seven games? Six games. Yeah. But you get what I'm saying? I agree with you. But they got the young team vibe, so it's hard to see them as serious contenders, and I agree with you. But John Moran. Bro, he's oh crazy. My. I know. That boy is different. That guy's definitely pushing P. Um, 100%. He's, uh, <laughs> he, if he doesn't get an all star nod this year, like, you can't. I don't even want to go there. Um, you know, one thing that I really want to mention about Memphis is that. If you look at, you know, they love to talk shit and they back it up. Like, you know, like John Morant got in a scuffle and, you know, they talk their shit. They're, they're in every team's dome. You watch um, Memphis play Golden State. It's they're in Steph Curry's dome. You know, like it, it is what it is. It's the truth. Right. And I just love that they have like a good, decent balance between offense and defense. Uh, this team is like really figuring it out. They 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 just grind like eleven game winning streak. They have Dylan Brooks out. They they make their adjustments. Kyle Anderson steps up, like you said. Mm-hmm. Bain, you know, outside of Bain's performance, I have to say, his physique is very impressive. Bro, he's athletic his, as hell. Like he's in top shape. Like they should test him for <laughs> something. For some he, he's up for something. He might get suspended the same way Aiden got suspended. <laughs> if they get, yo, he looks good, man. Um, so uh, I believe in Memphis, and um, I actually do. You see this team as a team that could go to the second round? 
Well, if they're a top three, four seed in the West, yeah, for sure. Because then they're going to play like a bottom tier West team. Yeah, for sure. I don't see why not. Especially after the playing game last year, they're hungry. John Moran is hungry. Um, it's just that we're going to see how serious they are when playoff time comes. But listen, they look good now. And Matt, this is a very tough week for them. They beat Chicago tonight. They play Milwaukee, Denver, and Dallas. So three tough matchups, right? They're all beatable games. Milwaukee's going to be a huge... I'm definitely watching Memphis and Milwaukee. It's going to be a yeah, crazy that's, game. That's a good, that's a good um, matchup. But listen, man, sh- shout out to Memphis. You know, I'm a little bit biased because I'm a Suns fan. But um, other than that, man, they're the hottest team in the NBA and they look good. So shout out to them. Yes, sir. Matt, other than that, um, pretty good week this week. Um, so it's nice to see some things corrected like the Utahs and, the, you know, Miami going up and stuff like that. Uh, other than that, we will catch you guys for the MVP ladder later this week. And our all-star picks are going to come very soon because the all-star break is upon us, approaching fast. Um, so we'll catch you guys in the next episode. And make sure you guys subscribe to the YouTube channel, follow the podcast on Spotify, and like up the video on YouTube. We appreciate that. We'll catch you guys in the next one. We're out. Peace.